Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm ready! Alrighty then. What is up, my millennial fam? Giacomo Thalay here with another installment of Believe in Millennial Nostalgia. Now, for all of you who were in high school around the late 2000s, y'all might remember that this was really the time when meme culture really started to show itself and start to form. We didn't quite have Vine or like the SpongeBob memes as heavy as we did later on. But the YouTube game was really strong at this time. This was the time of going on MySpace and sending a YouTube link or embedding it in your page and then posting a bulletin about it like, yo, y'all have to see this crazy-ish that I just found right now. And I wanted to take a look back at a couple of these videos, especially the ones that involved music. For me, music and video, mwah beautiful combination like I can't have one without the other on most occasions I think for me personally the best part of these videos and the songs that came with them was just how damn random they were and I'm sure that you know within the context some of these songs may have a backstory they may have some history behind it personally I couldn't care less about it I choose to remember these meme songs and these videos as the way that I first was introduced to them with zero context and with zero amount of sense. So going into this week's episode, I thought maybe it would be cool to look back at the history of these songs. So the one that I decided to choose to to go with was the Trollololololo guy. got the voice of an angel and even though what's coming out of his mouth wouldn't necessarily constitute as quote-unquote lyrics it's still a really damn impressive performance so being the the nerdy self that i am i went off to wikipedia to look into the backstory of the trollolo song and what i found honestly just personally wasn't nearly as interesting as i was hoping for so I'm going to spare you the details if you're truly interested. You know, wikipedia.org is always there for you, whether or not they're right most of the time. So I'm just not going to talk about it in, in this video, nor am I going to go into much of the history of the other ones. And the ones that I will go into the brief history of, it's because it's probably tied into something that's in the pop culture mentality already. It's something that's present and that really, really isn't like a secret or anything. So I'm excited to get back into this. I hope y'all are too. Um, here are some of the most nostalgic songs of early YouTube. Tell me the duck story. Bum, 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 ba -dum, ba -dum. A duck walked up to a lemonade stand and he said to the man running the stand, Hey, bum, 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 got any grapes? The man said, No, we just sell lemonade, but it's cold and it's fresh and it's all homemade. 
can I get you a glass? The duck said, I'll pass. Then he waddled away, waddle, waddle, till the very next day. Bum, 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 bum. This duck is the epitome of our generation, of millennials in general. We would just go up to a store that we know damn well won't have what we want, and we'll demand that they have it. This duck shows up to this lemonade stand. Mind you, lemonade, old-fashioned wooden stand with this just man behind it who is like just trying to make a living, just trying to support his family by making some old-fashioned family-style lemonade. And then you got this rude-ass duck showing up and demanding that you sell him grapes. And and you know, the funny thing about it was, watching this as a teenager, I identified with the duck. I was like, how dare this man not have grapes at my request? So eventually, the dude gets like pissed off enough to that eventually he's just like, you know what? Why flag's coming up? I'm, I'm just going to get this duck some grapes. So he takes the duck to a supermarket to get him the grapes. And then the twist ending, the M. Night Shyamalan at the end, is when the duck finally gets the grapes. The dude buys him grapes. He's like, you know what? Grapes are pretty good. But you know what I, what, what I could really go for right now? A glass of lemonade. And, and to me, I don't know if the duck was innocent and just just being a, a childlike duck, or if he's one of the earliest examples of YouTube trolls. Like, this dude is terrorizing this man day in and day out, insulting his business. And then he has the audacity when the dude finally caves in to, to, to ask him to go buy lemonade from another establishment. Insert Stephanie Tanner quote right here. How rude! And, and this was just the start of this Duck Song cinematic universe because there were multiple more parts to the story that just kept going on and on. And um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really watch the other parts as much as I watched the first one, but the other one that I did like was the spinoff of the Duck Song. It was called Honey Bear. Honey bear, honey bear, honey bear What are you doing in your underwear? I'm getting dressed for a new day I hope it goes my way But if it doesn't, that's okay There's sunshine in my heart It's always there And it makes me a sweet, sweet honey bear now, if that isn't the most wholesome and precious thing that you've ever heard in your dang gum life, then then I don't know what to tell you. Because th- that was beautiful. And I-, I think, personally, I prefer the Honey Bear song over the Duck song. Um, its intent is a lot more precious and wholesome, whereas the Duck just wants to cause anarchy and panic. Anyway, on to the next one. Give it up for the tickled ivories of one keyboard cat.
Charlie Schmidt's keyboard cat was and is to this day one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. The cat in the video, uh, for those of you who don't have a visual representation of it in your mind, uh, it's a cat playing a keyboard, hence the title Keyboard Cat. I hope you're keeping up. But it appears that there's like a person controlling the cat as if it's a puppet uh, playing these keys on the keyboard. And the cat just looks like it ain't having it. Like the 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 joyous song that it's playing and the way that it's moving does not match its face. It looks so annoyed, pissed off, and just tired. It just looks tired. The worst part about it is they bring him out for an encore after the first song's over. And he just looks even more annoyed and just distraught with where his life has taken him. He's playing this song that's just going meow, meow. <laughs> it's the most cat thing to play on the keyboard, and he, they're making him do it. it he, he is more than just a stereotype, people. This cat looks like he has artistic integrity, that he has grace, that he has potential to be so much more than just a pop meowsick sellout. Yes, I said pop music. If you can't handle the puns, get out of the podcast. All right, n- next on to this bit of randomness that still to this day, I don't understand and I don't care to. So my favorite part of that song is the part where they sing about the badger. And and my second favorite part of that song is when they sing about the mushroom. I don't know if you caught on to that really deep. Just just marinate on it for a bit. Now, that was the Badger song. I don't know what the hell it's supposed to be. I don't know what the hell, where it came from. Um, And I think that's the beauty of it. I, I, I love when things just show up out of nowhere, like on my internet feed, um, or, or, you know, in the case of back then, having a friend go on, on their little phone be like, hey, yo, check this out with, with zero context. And then they show you that. And it's pretty much just a video, like a flash animation of these badgers dancing around um, and then and then close ups of mushrooms. That's the extent of the song. Um, there is a hook about snakes. But like Blues Traveler said, the hook always brings you back, and it brings you back to to the Badgers. There's a lot of them. Any of y'all remember the Gregory Brothers? They would take regional news stories, and then eventually national news stories, and make them into auto-tuned songs. There, There was a few notable examples of this. One of them was the scene of a woman explaining a convenience store robbery to the news, and, and they made it into this. The other one, um, which ties into an iconic, iconic 
YouTube video. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Woo. Oh my God. It's full on double rainbow all the way across the sky. Oh my god. What does this mean? Now, I know I said I wouldn't go into like a lot of history behind these videos, but um, this one I will explain a little bit just because the double rainbow man, Paul Vasquez, passed away recently. And, and it'd be remiss not to address like that video and how it touched a lot of people. And, and it really was his intent. Um, the man just pretty much lived on his own, saw the double rainbow in the sky, recorded it, and didn't think too much of it. He just wanted to share in the joy and the bliss that that beautiful sign of nature was speaking to him in that moment. People then interpreted it, you know, however they wanted to, whether they were laughing at it or with it. No matter how you experienced the double rainbow, once you saw that video, you never saw another double rainbow the same way again. And that is something that we should probably all do. Be mindful of the beauty that, that's in front of us. That's just, you know, God-given nature. And for that, I appreciate the double rainbow video. And, and it's a testament to the legacy of Paul Vasquez. So, thank you, Paul. But getting back on topic, the Gregory Brothers also remixed Double Rainbow, and it's beautiful. Double Rainbow on the way across the sky. So intense. But by far, the most popular remix that the Gregory Brothers put together was that of one Antoine Dotson. Antoine was reporting about some, some crimes going on in his neighborhood, and the Gregory Brothers came in, took that report, and remixed it into a club banger. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. I feel like this song, the Bed Intruder song, was the one that really pushed the, the, the Gregory Brothers out into the mainstream. Since then, I've seen them do work on, like, national TV commercials and in films and movies. It was this one that really blew up. This was what YouTube was. And in a way, it is kind of still what YouTube is. Uh, there's times that I still stumble across some of these random cartoons and videos that kind of are reminiscent of the ones that I had growing up. Granted, and I don't think some of them are as funny. But then again, if I was born in another generation, I could probably look at this and be like, what the hell? That wasn't funny. But because we grew up with it uh, and it came out at a time where our humor, at least speaking personally, was really starting to try to develop and find itself. This was like a major influence. Videos like this. I was a good Christian boy growing up. I'm still a good Christian boy. So I watched a lot of Veggie Tales, and they had an episode about the future of entertainment. They talk about how humor is one day going to be automatically generated and random. In the future, entertainment will be randomly generated. Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? Weed eater. 
Now that's funny. That doesn't make any sense. It's funny because it's unexpected. And, and it actually happened. The videos that I just brought up in this episode are prime examples of that. And there were still a bunch more on my list that I didn't even get to talk about this week. So if you want to hear me talk about some more of these videos, let me know. I'm on Instagram at Millennial Nostalgia Podcast. All one word. And while you're on there, go and follow Believe Podcast as well. Hashtag, do you believe? And hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a product that you'd like to advertise on it, go on Believe.com, click on the Advertise tab, and get in touch with the Believe Advertising team. We're here every Throwback Thursday. Tell your friends, tell your family, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, click on that subscribe button. We're also on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, on Believe.com. I'll catch you back here next Throwback Thursday. My name's Giacomo Delay. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.